0: What's up? Marty? Welcome to the Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Zoom Light, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? Uh, the host Trifecta is here, guys, but we are online, just like the good old days. Does it feel like it's April again, Mark? What do you think?
1: Very much so. And I'll take the hit for this. I mean, it's your uh, fault. We are We are zooming because i you know just i'll make it really short our family was exposed to covid and we're quarantining so everybody's perfectly fine and i'm healthy but you know just the exposure and the risk that you run so gotta keep everyone around you safe and healthy so well and it's a
0: perfect storm this week and we won't even mention the election quite yet but pastor mark is also i think doing a funeral he's not he's not in office yeah so yeah. he's not here at all. So it's the three of us just bringing it back to the good old days. Um, I, I told myself last night, I miss Zoom. This will be exciting. And then once I started setting up this meeting, I was like, that's right. It's not oh, exciting. Yes. I hate it. No, um,
1: but Well, anyway. you're setting up Alicia. And, you know, I mean, I'm looking for a flower, but instead we've got some dead leaves. Her garden so grown you know? up. <laughs> it's been so
2: long. <laughs> No, oh, I was going to say, no, we're not in the spring, we're in the fall, <laughs> hence my backyard with the the leaves and the colors changing. And actually, this was about two weeks ago, so uh, it's not even that green right now. So, yeah. There
0: you go. But... Awesome. Well, thank you two for being here. Thank you to our listeners for bearing with us. Audio will go up per usual. Um, it'll sound a lot like the good old days. So why don't we go ahead and jump into a weekend in review? But also I've already heard from both of you individually. Um, your community groups talking about, you know, all this stuff, the Romans 8 stuff, but we also have this, you know, happy election day, everyone, uh, vibe and culture about us. So both of you kind of take turns, share a little bit what the community group discussion dynamic was like. How are people reconciling what we learned this weekend? with what's going on even this
1: very hour. Yeah, I mean, I'll set it up a little bit first with just some of the background um, of why we're even talking about election within the context of a sermon, because Mark Carey, I mean, if he was here, he would say historically he does not want and not like to get into politics from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And that's his position, that's elders' positions, you know, just really don't want to dive into that too much. But he just felt led by the Lord to... get into some sort of commentary and teaching related to where are we as a church and as a culture related to elections and so it's funny because he didn't want it to come across as a sermon so therefore it got placed in the middle of what would typically be a singing time for the service however when you go to sermon notes it's pulled up and Two Sermons for the Price of One is the title. So oh, That's got, what that meant? Yes, <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what that meant. You know, and, and oh, so okay. you've, got, right. you've got these two segments of, of that's teaching that are both incredible to unpack. And so that's kind of the, that's the history and the nuts and bolts of it. So if Mark were here today, he would kind of hopefully concur that with sense. that. But.
0: So, so for okay. context for me, on Sunday, I was greeting. I, I was door holding. So I missed the first 10 minutes of the the service because i was still holding doors for everybody that forgot that we now meet at ten forty five right but i could hear i could kind of hear what mark was saying and i was like oh, man this is probably really good and i'm missing it and it's like once in a decade it's one of those once in a decade things so i didn't hear yeah, much about yeah, it yeah, it, was, cool, the, it so. was
2: the first sermon yeah it was the first sermon that he was giving which he entitled the five p's for election 2020 mm-hmm. and uh the five p's were to pray to prepare, to participate, to pray more, It's number four. And then number five, don't panic. And that don't panic part is just to remind us that the church of Jesus is built on solid ground. Mm-hmm. And our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness.
0: That's awesome. And so, did you guys have a community group that met and was able to discuss some of this? Were there, were there pretty impending questions about the election, a lot of different stresses
1: or anxieties around it, or was it more encouraging? It was more encouraging from my standpoint. I mean, being able to, it, I mean, I meant to say this as we wrapped up our, our community group time. It was like we were a family around the Thanksgiving, room, Thanksgiving day table, and we were talking about all the taboos. I mean, we were talking about Politics and religions, and a little mm-hmm. bit of mask wearing kind of stuff. You know, all this <laughs> of the taboos of the table these days. Little bit know, of we mask wearing. Everything, and to do it with unity, to do it with a little bit of just kind of difference of opinions. Uh, it was mm-hmm. great, and so it it was encouraging to then talk about. It. And of course, everybody knows we're recording this on election day. This is Tuesday we're recording, and we meet the day before, so it's election day eve, right? Mm-hmm. And as a group of believers, to to have common ground to say, yes, our hope is in Christ. He is still on the throne we know that he's in charge no matter what the results are and and still at the same time let's get out there and prepare and participate and, and go vote and that was kind of the unified theme i think but there are still lots of questions about kind of where mark dove into this teaching time
2: yeah yeah and it, it was interesting because we all were not on the same page on all of the the issues um but as mark was saying we we were able to stay unified on what really matters, and I think that that is a really a reflection of um, what the church and our Christian relationships are supposed to be and We spent this whole past summer learning about unity and what that looks like in the body of Christ, and how important that is for us and especially in these times and so it was just neat to experience that um. Diversity, but unity at the same time.
1: I love that. And I'll yeah. say, pe- people did love. I mean, they they loved the prayer that kind of came up in the middle there. So Mark kind of paused. A lot of people love the prayer to pray again. You know, there's some social media posts going on around about that, and and even people in our community group are like, "Man, there's a lot of deep stuff to dive into with that prayer. That was scriptural. That was relatable. That really came from the heart. And it was a compilation of things. But I mean, that's something that. W- everybody should just kind of think through and pray over even today Mm -hmm. so
2: mark um how how can folks get a copy of that prayer um if because i know that during the sermon it was up on the screen but how is there a way that people can get access to a printed copy of that prayer how about this
1: i mean i've got copies of it and i'll post it on the fellowship um family facebook page and just ensure that that it goes there. So look for that later today Um, on the social media of Facebook. Well, it's cool to hear you guys, you know, again,
0: talk about your community group and the impact you have. And, And by the way, that's just such an awesome, I think, blessing to this podcast that we have multiple people here from a community group that can really embody what that, what that vibe is like and you talk about the unity of it all and it's so cool to think about Romans 8 we've been you know paving the road to it but we we have the Holy Spirit that enables us to do these things and we don't often really hone in on what is actually enabling us to do the things we're called to do it's very easy to naturally feel like I have to summon my own strength or I have to I have to accomplish or overcome whatever it is I'm dealing with but it's no it's it's tapping into you know that power that Holy Spirit and I think that's I think that's huge, and we actually had somebody uh, write in. Brian writes into Sermon Spotlight, and here's what he said. He said, uh, this weekend, as Mark provided the overall truth framework for Romans, I was struck by his juxtaposition of what we have as believers versus what unbelievers do not have. It was a beautiful yet heartbreaking way to see the truths we have in Jesus. Seeing what we have as Jesus followers through the lens of what the lost don't have is both encouraging and convicting. Uh, and lastly, he says uh, he was hoping Pastor Mark could unpack this a little bit more. Uh, I would argue uh, Pastor Mark is unpacking it a little bit more right now. It's just somewhere else with other people. Um, but I, I like that, that, that he submitted that thought in because it's really cool to put it in perspective of we have this God. We have this power.
1: It just calls you to, to have a, a deeper appreciation and heart for others and a heart for the lost. And how God is a pursuing God. And, and he's given us his son, Jesus. He's given us the, his word where we can dive into and see more of who he is and what his heart is like. And his heart is a heart of pursuing people. And so it, it's I, I wouldn't want to really look at it of what people don't have, but it's what they potentially can have. Could have, and, sure. And, and so that's and that's our calling as believers is to share that gospel and that good news to everybody else who, who doesn't have it. And in these day and age today, I mean, what better opportunity uh, to have this election season that is causing so much doubt and fear and and anxiety. And for somebody who doesn't have this hope, to have that as a hook and as an opportunity to have a conversation about Jesus and the hope that I have is, Mm -hmm. I think that's a great opportunity to then just say, say, this is how you can be assured and, and have that Holy Spirit, have that empowerment, have that hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Biblical hope has no adversary. I mean, it is something that we can rely on that that can overwhelm the greatest of attacks, you know, from the enemy, the devil, the world, whatever you want to call it. But it it, it always is, I think, a loss of perspective. Um, And I also think we are very, we're very likely to hone in and care about one specific thing and not realize that it's, it's causing us to drift away from true fellowship and confidence in Christ. Um, even if that thing might be noble, right? Think about people my age, people slightly younger, social justice, they're sick and tired of this or that. They want to fix it. And that's, so, that's such a wonderful heart posture to have. But to, to focus your own strength or efforts on it and to not root yourself in Christ and see his kingdom through in that, you actually wouldn't be finding ultimate justice at all. You'd be exhausting yourself and looking for maybe a short term, right? Like that. These are sin issues. We, we don't want a short-term solution we want to really want to address the heart of the matter and, and romans 8 points to the holy spirit so many times because our task at hand is not something we can accomplish so it's it's humbling in a way
2: yeah romans 8 is it's definitely packed full of good news and uh it's just an encouragement to us as believers of what we have in our new life in christ and Pastor Mark went through these 10 characteristics of these new things that we have, um, and one thing that really jumped out to me was his point number six, uh, we have a new relationship, uh, and I'll go back to Romans here, um, Romans eight fourteen, starting, for we... Who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are hidden, that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. And I just I loved the picture of that mutual affection between. A, a parent and a child, and the giving and the receiving, the, the giving of love on both parts, and um, just the beauty of that. And I think that that is, um, God's heart is that we would be in relationship with him, and that we would be abiding in him. And um, in that, we get, we have access to all of these wonderful privileges of being children of God, and then heirs of like, Everything that he has, we get. And it just, um, it's its really amazing that we get the best of everything. We get Jesus. We get forgiveness. We have eternal life. We're gonna be able to live forever with him. And so this, this parent-child abiding relationship and to be able to call him daddy and to call on him, in our, whenever we need him, whenever we not only just when we need him, but when, when we wanna be with him. And he too is pursuing us because he wants to be with us. And there's just that nearness of relationship that's so touching.
0: When I think it's easy to, to live like, oh, God is the kindest stranger I've ever met, or he, he's this ethereal, distant from me. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for me almost as if, you know, you, you have your favorite Hollywood actor or favorite musician, but if you were to see them, you would have stage fright. You wouldn't be able to speak. You'd still be, un- there's no relationship there. there. There's a right idolization in God, but there's not the intimate relationship that says you're you're called to know this guy. Um, not just know of him, not just know about him, but really know him and, and his heart so that you can be enabled to have that same heart. And I appreciate Pastor Mark, you know, when he started out the sermon by saying, let's take another bird's eye view or you know macroscope i was like again we already did that with a one shot how many thirty-five thousand foot views do we need this plane's gonna run out of fuel but then he doing all of romans 8 to launch a study of romans 8 is is i think very effective
1: Um, i think he i think he recognizes and knows that we need it you know just right i I mean so too the the three of us here definitely need it and then everybody else in the congregation needs constant reminders that constant big picture because it's it's a lot of a lot of it's a depth. lot I me mean,
0: 10 points you don't get a <laughs> lot of 10 you don't get a lot of 10 point sermon that's two
1: po- that's two minutes and in, in in 25 minutes you know right. that that's my question mark i'm like wow you you really <laughs> unpacked entire romans 8 and 10 points in 25 minutes that's incredible yeah
0: right yeah oh and you gotta well, imagine he's like you know what what because you're, you're you i would imagine he has to decide what to leave out for now right oh no that doesn't get the first impression i don't know there's got to be so much planning involved and i am excited because you know we're going to take it verse by verse and it, it, and we will take yes. our time our due diligence to really understand the scripture i think fbc does a good job of meditating on scripture in a service um yeah. so easy for us to think that that's a, a spiritual component to our private worship we have to go meditate on the word but no we're, we're as a body of believers we do a good job of meditating on the word so it's good to preface it with here's everything that we are going
1: to be learning. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, we we make light, but I got to tell you, it is impressive though to see 10 points, not just points, but they all start with we have a new, we have a new position, a new freedom. And it goes all the way down the list and how Romans 8 can be broken down into that kind of an outline is so helpful to say you know to end we have a new hope you know that was probably the one that spoke to me the most is oh, to know that that we have all this hope and as creation is groaning and as the earth is coming to an end and as all these things are going on potentially this fear in the world we have a hope you know and as alicia you you read for our adoption as sons the redemption of our body for in hope we have been saved um but hope that is seen not hope but for for who hope sorry for who hope for what are he already sees but if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance we wait eagerly for it it's this it's entire it's building this climactic end to say this is where we're going to be someday and and then to know we have assurance of that it's you know it's it's neat to see that
2: thought right there brings me to matthew 25 which i think is is such a timely passage for where we're at in romans but also our role right now, because Jesus is, he's very, he's actively working right now. He's actively building his church and he's invited us to be a part of this story and to be ministers of his, of his grace. And like what we learned with, from Dennis McNutt, you know, where we are um, to proclaim the excellency these excellencies by loving God and loving others. And so in Matthew 25, starting in verse 31, I'm going to read it. Uh, When the Son of Man comes in his glory with all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and the king will answer them truly i say to you <clears throat> as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers you did it to me and then he talks about the the goats on the left um, and so i just think that that's such a uh, we ha- we we are called to such a time as this to be to be those sheep to to be serving and ministering to the people around us and being those um, the city on a hill, the, the, just the hands and feet of Jesus, um, by our love.
0: Mm, that's really good. And that's the thing is, so the impact is spiritual, but, but the application is meant to be very practical. And so I love that we go through these 10 points and Mark, I think you hit it on the head with, you know, we have a new hope. What can we measure that against to really appreciate it more? Cause we can preach, you know, be encouraged, be comforted, be confident in this truth. But it's not often until we measure it against what else is happening that it starts to taste a little bit sweeter. And and the fact of the matter is we're going to have a new president. We're going to have a new vaccine. We're going to have a new season, a new difficulty in life. We're going to have a new family dynamic on Thanksgiving and Christmas. We might have a new way of serving food and enjoying company for the rest of time. So what does it mean to understand this new hope we have, to, to have these biblical truths of Roman eight directly impact how we are going to process and handle even something as the election or what's going to happen tonight. I mean, if we are waking up tomorrow morning, stressed, worried, frustrated, anxious, um, there's just an opportunity there to really trust in God's sovereignty and remember who we are in Him and that He is ultimately in control. Because uh, our Savior's name, I mean, it's not Donald or Joseph it's not it's not it's not michael or kamala it's not any of these people that are going to save us from anything and so yes vote yes be involved but man our identity is in something that is not of this world christianity is outside of politics and thank god for that
1: yeah absolutely i mean you you look at even the passages that we read or that mark shared i think actually we i would probably say it's more in the the singing worship time um you know, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. Why should the nation say, where now is their God? But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases, Psalm 115. And, and that's a great thought to just stick up on your mirror, put on your, your car door before you enter it and walk in the house or wherever, wherever you are. I mean, just know that our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he wants. He is in charge. Kings and nations are in a rise and fall, you know, and America is no different than 2,000, 6,000 years ago. You know, it's, it's you know, exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Here we go,
0: man. The, the, yeah. the, the church, God's people, and other nations have been going through stuff that I, people in this countries haven't gone through yet. And, and the forecast of what's going to happen on, on this world is less than palatable. I think so to keep that perspective and, and, and that is now our purpose. My purpose is to serve this God and know him better and love him and love other people in that process.
1: Yep. You're not- but even so, even with that though, I'll go back to another passage of first Timothy two. First of all then i urge that in, in treaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in godliness and dignity and so there's still that call no matter you know we recognize that god is in charge and, and all things are his and under his control but yet we're here to to lead a tranquil and peaceful life in godliness and pray for those leaders However much we think they're morons or idiots or can't do what they what we think what they say are going to be doing or aren't biblical in perspective, we still are called to pray for them and yeah. and that's our call as christians also
2: yeah, and that that brings peace to our hearts when we're submitting all of this before the lord and just pouring our cares out before him and uh he's hebrews 1 3 says he upholds the universe by the word of his power i mean he's holding everything he's he's not only the creator of all things but he's holding it up and he's he's the one that gives us our next breath and surely he is in total control of all things and Um, so that just, that brings such a peace to my heart, uh, knowing that. And then also in, as I come before the Lord in prayer, uh, just knowing that, oh God, you are so great and so good. And I don't have to worry because you, you are God.
0: And always easier said than done, right? That for me, that's why I love being plugged into a a local church body to to the degree that i am because i've been blessed with a vocation that i love but also just an opportunity to serve alongside you know my peers and and my family and all these different things because it, it the rubber meets the road when you start to serve and when you start to be and live as if you are a part of that body because you are if you know jesus christ so if you're not acting like it I mean that's that's a part of the body we're not using we're not we're not growing yeah. we're not strengthening um, and it can benefit the larger body as a whole so amidst all of this and, and, and you know I would say oh Mark knows but he's not even in office right now but even today like in the office of this church like I, I think there's excitement and unity in Christ that is overwhelming the like oh no like what if you know or whatever anybody can choose to to really take to heart and and let you know impact them. The perspective hasn't hasn't waned, um, and and I'm very thankful for that, and blessed with, with the way the church has handled it. I mean, you think about, you know, the, the women's seminar that that went wonderfully, and now this election. I mean, what a busy five days uh, to really be plugged in and let biblical principles dictate the way we process these things.
1: Yep. I got to say, is that my segue? Because ministry is still going on at the church. You know, yeah, there yeah. is still plenty yeah. of things happening and, you know, there's still the call to get plugged into a community group. You've heard us talk about it here in these podcasts and how vital that is. There is still opportunities to serve and use your gifts. Um, I mean, we were just in a staff meeting earlier today, Caleb, where we heard multiple ministry leaders saying they are desperate need for help. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is just, that goes around the board of just, just, Doing things over the course of the corporate gathering weekend, Um, but beyond that as well. So go to the website for those details as well. And and then we're, believe it or not, ramping up into the Christmas holiday season sooner or later. (laughs) You know, where all the stars coming up, you know, and and that's going to look different. Um, There's still some help that I know they need for that, but just promote that. Tell your friends they're coming on our campus at FBC. You know, we're not going to the battlefield. It's going to be a drive-through, follow the star. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a playlist that you can listen to the entire narration in your car. You know, so you're going to be able to, to tell your neighbors, hey, come visit it, and they will hear the gospel even more clearly than they may have in the past. If the Good. if the crowd of their tour group might have been 50-plus or something like that, you might not hear every single word. Here, this is going to be on a playlist. You're going to hear it. Do a driving tour. It's going to be incredible. So, December fifth and sixth, that that is ready. Mark your calendars. Pray for that now. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for your neighbors. Pray who you want to invite, and then come and participate. So, very similar peas there for uh, the election of what Mark Carey just said. You know, pray, prepare, participate. Pray some more. <laughs>
0: and I do yeah. think
1: I think we're running out of peas i'll be honest yeah we are any more pop up i'll be like we're new words you know and there's yeah there's the prioritize the body that's where that all fits (laughs) how that how that comes into play too with other p's of where the elders are leading us for the future but you know, and then then it brings the christmas season and um you'll be hearing more details about christmas products
2: to be bought so so there's another p word there's products that need to be bought so uh you can sign up to buy like supplies for food for the volunteers and there's help needed for setup and tear down and that kind of stuff so yeah
0: it's awesome it's all ready to roll so good
1: good
2: yeah
0: awesome well thank you guys for doing this uh thank you to our listeners as a reminder you can find us on podcast services all over the place you just type in sermon spotlight we will pop right up you'll see a purple logo drop us a review some feedback subscribe all that good stuff FBCVA.life is where you can find all the info about Fellowship Bible Church, including forward slash serving, where you can find a lovely webpage to select your interests and get plugged in uh, to find out more about needs uh, at our church. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.